Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everybody and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast where we talk about video game stuff and stuff. What's up? My name's Dick. No, what's up? I'm Dick Machinko. Yeah, nearly, you are. Nearly got my own intro wrong there. God. I'm joined by uh, Peter Austin. Real, that real Peter Austin. Mm. It's, he's still got that Peter Austin smell. That new Peter Austin smell. Yeah, yeah straight out the factory. Hot and fresh, Hot and out, fresh the, out the kitchen. No, I don't want to associate with with that man oh is it that man yeah oh well i mean it's how long has it been less than a minute i think you mean fewer fewer than a minute and uh, we've already scandaled we have scandal confirmed where's the penguin we don't need the penguin penguin. we've got we've got billiam ray walrus with us we've got uh tiny dick your name say dick machinka hello and uh what don't say what and um We've got a sponsor today, Peter. Mm-hmm. As we always do, they they help us keep the show on the air. Yeah. Uh, this this week's sponsor is it comes from uh, Coco Park. Uh, Coco Park, of course, is a place where you can see some high octane racing action. Yeah. Uh, they go real fast, and uh, sometimes they go across that little grass bit, and it makes them go super slow, way yeah. slower than you know a normal car would. Don't and that's the to, special grass. Don't forget to read the slogan. We'd rather have a bowl of Coco Park. Uh, oh, I thought it was Coco's it. Park. Oh. oh, you misread it there. Right. Rather have a bowl of Coco's Park, Coco's and then Park. it also says they're fast underneath. Mm. Um, what, are there any other ones? Uh, there's uh, Snap, Crackle, and Zoom are the mascots of Coco's Park. Yeah, uh, uh, they're they're in little honey uh, uh, sort of racing jackets. Oh yeah, yeah. Little puffs of. So, I'm sorry. Little puffs. Little of, linears of. Little linears of of races in little racing jackets. Yes, Coco's Park. It's in a. It's in supermarkets now. I'm confused about what the product actually is, but that's the that's the real read we've got here. They're sponsoring Triple Jumps podcast today, and uh, we want to uh, to extend a, a, a deep thank you to them. Are you okay? You're just picking stuff off your microphone. There's loads of little hairs just, on it. He's just fiddling with his with his Michael phone. Oh, it's awful. Of course, uh, this is a video game podcast. As we said, it's not an athletics podcast, which, uh, you know, that you're... you're well, it out- might be. Um, well, it's we'll not. see. It, it isn't, though. But the algorithm might think it is, as YouTube tends to do sometimes. But we're we're slowly reclaiming the word triple jump. We are. We're I making think, it ours now. I think now... I, I can't remember if I was on incognito mode or not, which sort of removes any tendency for, like, YouTube knowing who you are and what you like. And but, your cookies. And your cookies and things. I think I Google, I typed triple jump into YouTube the other day because I needed to get to our channel and I just had a tab open already. Mm. 
And I'm pretty sure we were the top result. Well, there we go. That's it. The takeover begins now. Take that, Olympic committee. But maybe I was logged in as Triple Jim, so that might be true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people do tell us they get um, recommended videos of people doing the triple jump. They do. Uh, the athletics contest from actual sports. But that doesn't matter. Getting on to more serious matters, Peter. Yeah. I want to thank our kind patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump because they're the real people who keep this show going and they provide all of our questions every week. They certainly do. Just thank like you. Ross Brumble. Ross Brumble. Or Bross Ramble. Right. What does Bross have to say? Bross Ramble. Ross Bramble has to say. He has to say. He has to say He's at gunpoint and someone has insisted that he says... Oh, my God. What are your thoughts on enhanced games, i.e. Pokemon Crystal after Silver Slash Gold, Persona 4 Golden after Persona 4, etc.? Are they a nice way to add a new... Uh, add in new slash cut content and improve the experience of the games that came before them, or are they cash cows sold mainly to milk another 30-plus pounds out of gamers who love the originals? Ben, did you play Persona 4 Golden? I certainly did. Yeah. That was my first Persona game. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I guess yeah. if you didn't play the original, then that's I do know the comparison. I know the differences, though. Okay. Uh, in that Persona 4 came out on, on PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, mm -hmm. in 2008. Yeah. Way after the PS3 and Xbox 360 launched. And then um, the Vita version, Persona 4 Golden, I think came out in 2012, maybe. And it had like a whole new extra season of the game because it takes, you know, it's on sort of a calendar system. So they added a, like a winter yeah. section in uh, with like loads of new events and stuff, loads of new dialogue. There's a whole new character and storyline. Mm -hmm. There's new stuff you can do. It's got slightly tweaked and upgraded visuals. They completely redid all the voice work, which some fans of the original game weren't huge fans of, but I really liked it because it was just consistent. And now when I see footage of... Persona 4, the original one, it's weird yeah. hearing them speak wrong. Um, I I think these are great, personally. Uh, okay. The Pokemon games do it very well. Uh, they've, uh, you know, they usually do a third version of, uh, they usually release two games, don't yeah, they, each like time. And then they release a third one. Uh, so Pokemon Crystal came after Silver and Gold. It was the first Pokemon game that let you choose if you wanted to be a man or woman at the start. Or woman. And it wasn't in Golden, Golden Silver, Golden Silver. And they added in various other things for that as well. I think it's great, you know, because they're not hurting anyone. The fans know what they're getting into. Uh, if you want to talk about cash cowism, mm. let's have a look at that Infinity War that they're re-releasing in the cinemas, like, now. Right. Uh, with w literally to beat Avatar. Yeah. With a with a post credit scene, mm -hmm. that's what they've added. Yeah, a post credit scene. Very cheeky. You want to know what, Peter? Yeah, I'm a discerning f a fan adult with money. I'll probably go and see it right. because I like that film. Yeah, and I'd quite like to see the end credit scene. Well, you can probably just see it on YouTube. I probably can, just but pirate it. But I want them to Don't be Avatar too. Don't pirate it. No. I want them to be Avatar as well. When's I don't Avatar think it has out? anyone. Hmm? When's Avatar out? What do you mean? Avatar? Yeah, Avatar 2. When, oh, God. When's Avatar Ava 1? I was going to say, I was very confused then. <laughs> Avatar 2, I have no idea. I mean, they've already committed to like seven films, haven't yeah. they? It's never going to happen. And nobody cares. Nobody cares about the first one. It no. was just... It had, people cared at the time. It had 3D. No one can pretend that people didn't care at the no, time. No, of course People did actually care at the time, but yeah. No it one. was for the 3D, though. It wasn't because it was some spellbinding yeah, it story. Was, it was the eye candy. It was just, everyone's like everyone says, it was just Pocahontas, wasn't it? But it really was. In sci-fi. What do you think, Pete? Uh, well, talking of films, you know, the thing that this makes me think of, this question, is Golden Editions are a little bit like getting the Blu-ray extended director's cut of a, of a movie. Mm-hmm. 
or even just getting the Blu-ray, which has a regular cut, but in the special features, you can see a couple of deleted scenes, you know? Yeah. And I love that kind of stuff. I don't always go to the extent of actually buying Blu-rays and uh, watching the deleted scenes. Sometimes I just YouTube, go on YouTube and the official like account of that <laughs> film just has the deleted scenes online. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it's, it's that sort of thing, isn't it? You know, people who know what they like um, if it's a franchise that you're very keen on, and like you say, these things are normally very transparently advertised, and they say this is the golden edition and features extra missions, 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 uh, voiceovers, and uh, uh, you can also get new apparel and stuff, you know, then it's completely up to the consumer whether they want to buy it. I'll tell you what I think more, is more of a cash cow than Pokemon Crystal is just the fact that they do silver and gold and red and blue. I've never really mm. understood how they just how they've got away with doing that for how decades. do you mean what doing what? two games doing two games it, when they're, it, they're very similar games it was initially it was because they wanted people to use the link cable yeah and they wanted to create that that it, they really did a good job though to be fair of creating that sense of wanting to trade with your friends yeah and like feeling like you were a trainer and you had things that other people didn't and mm -hmm. they had they they brought that real world trading card kind of situation but to a virtual game and people really cared about it yeah but um i still think it's a little bit cheeky that they're i i mean i know that people probably still buy both yeah. you know like sword and shield mm -hmm. but in this day and age with a pokedex that big you have to really be a special kind of person yeah. to want to collect 7 million Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. I'll just pick the one that I like the look of the best yeah. and just go with that and just so you play that buy through. one game as a general rule. N now I am, yeah. Ba yeah. Back in the day, um, I remember my, my cousin got... Um, he went to America and he, he came back with gold and or silver. And I yeah. was like, oh, my God, this is mind blowing. And this is the anecdote I've told before mm -hmm. where my friend dobbed me in. And oh, then yeah. my cousin threw a rock at me because I accidentally saved over his game because he lent it to me, which was really a harrowing experience from my yeah. childhood. But uh, my grandparents then went on holiday to America and they brought them both back for me. And that's the only time I've ever owned both of them. Mm -hmm. I now own all of them, okay. obviously, well, yeah. uh, because I've collected them over the you're years. Grown up now, because I'm an adult. Them. I can spend sensible money on sensible things like that. Yeah. But at the time, no, I only had one. I only okay. had one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm all for it. You know, I, for example, I never actually bought it in the end, but I remember at the time being really uh, up for buying bully scholarship edition mm -hmm. I had the first one. Really enjoyed. You know, the original one, and I remember hearing about scholarship, thinking, oh. Hell yeah, sounds great, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I think as long as the consumer knows what they're getting in, into, yeah. then it's all good. Absolutely. I think it's just more stuff. As long as they don't purposefully hold back stuff. But I mean, then you're talking about yeah. DLC. We're not talking about like uh, Game of the Year edition with all the DLC in it. We're no. talking about like these specific cases they where... They often come out years later. Yeah, exactly. And the Pokemon games have done a really good job as well since then of basically remastering in whatever the latest Pokemon engine is uh, that, you know, the, a game from 20 years ago. Mm. So you had Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, which was basically Pokemon Yellow with some tweaks. Um, you had Heart, uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver on the mm -hmm. DS, which were ground up remakes of silver and gold yeah but on the new ds uh pokemon engine and stuff like i'm all for it i think it's great yeah it's just like the resi remake it's just for different audiences it's yeah all, it's no, all no. good it doesn't hurt anyone i think it's fine i think it's fine yeah peter mm -hmm. um weird weird question for you okay what 
Um, what what are you playing? That's a good question, Ben. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dick. Sorry, what? I, I said that's a good question, that's Dick. That's a good question, Dick. I'm just yeah. going to have a quick look over here because I'm paranoid. Yeah, my name is Dick. Sorry, okay, I was just checking is... on the device. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, the, 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 the special The special dickometer. <clears throat> no, no. Uh, we, I suspect, now, you know, you might prove me wrong. I suspect we're both playing apostrophe. <gasps> the same thing this week. Yeah. Uh, I have been playing... Crabs Team... Rarar. What? I'm sorry? Crabs Team Rarar. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a good game. It really is. Uh, CTR, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled. Yes. Uh, I have been really enjoying it. I was away, actually, Saturday to Tuesday. Oh. Time of recording is Thursday, so I've only actually had a couple of days playing it. So inconvenient. Release. Yeah, it was inconvenient, but the time that I've had with it, I have really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I uh, was very surprised... Last night when I got home from uh, from school, got home from school. Yeah, mom, I'm home, uh, and discovered that my my girlfriend, my fiance, who's mm. not really a gamer at all, yeah, had started adventure mode on my PS4 as Coco. Wow, I was driving around, she'd done the first three races on medium, which surprised Look at me that. because medium mode is not actually particularly straightforward, particularly for someone who has barely played a kart racer, and she certainly does not, or at the time, didn't understand the power sliding and the boosting whatsoever. She didn't know that was a thing. Wow. So uh, Sounds like you should marry that woman. Uh, well, I might just do that, Ben. Yeah. I might just. Good. Um, so I think that, that that's a, a great uh, seal of approval there, that a fairly non-gamer kind of gal has mm. thought, I want to play that. That looks fun. That looks great. Oh, no. It's kicked my actual ass. Oh, geez. Because it looks fun. It is fun. It, yeah. It's just really difficult. It is pretty difficult, um, as, um, as we'll get into. I'm playing on medium as well. Yeah. Uh, you're, you, you're not on medium, right? Or? No, no. So I, I played it all of Saturday, basically. I mm. played it all day, and I was thinking, could I get this platinum trophy? Could I do it? Could I... Could I con like conceivably do it before the end of the weekend? Like, yeah. could I actually do this? And I was looking through the trophies, and I was like, okay, beat some time trials. That probably isn't too hard. Uh, maybe you know, finish the adventure mode on hard. Like, I'm really good at Crash Team Racing, so that'll probably be all right. Uh, but for fun, you know, because there's you have to collect uh, in adventure mode. You also have to not only win races but do special challenges, mm -hmm. like collect all the crystals, collect uh, the letters C, T, T and R, R that are hidden throughout the 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 race, but then also finish first. Screw I was thinking, that. I'll get we'll get to that. I was thinking, I'll, I'll do I'll do that on easy first. I'll have fun with the game. Yeah. I'll do what it meant was that I was just. 10 million miles ahead of everyone else from, right. from the from the word go or from the me which is their equivalent of go mm -hmm. and uh, and I never saw them again I got every single trophy in that game in one day apart from finishing adventure mode on hard uh, the gang's all here which is collecting all the uh, original races unlocking them okay. all one of which is is hidden behind getting all the time trials which is the other two trophies i don't have right and they are stupidly difficult mm -hmm. stupidly difficult i love crash team racing you love crash team racing yeah. we both played it growing up um they didn't they did have difficulty modes back then but they've clearly changed them this time around because i could do hard 
on the original Crash Team Racing. It was it was difficult, but it was fair. Mm-hmm. On this version, I don't know what they've done, but these guys are taking every shortcut. They're outrunning missiles. Mm-hmm. They just get like arbitrary speed boosts for no reason. Like you play as the fastest racer, you're all driving in a straight line. They'll just go see ya, and they'll just accelerate past you. Yeah. Like what the hell is this? I, I, it doesn't. It's it is so. Honestly, so frustrating. And we'll talk up the good points of this game as well, because overall, we're both very positive oh, on this game. This is just sort of the main single sticking point, really. It's just mad. Like, even when you go to medium, medium is doable. Mm. But, like, there's such a huge leap in, like, the AI just doing everything it can to win that it feels almost like... Um, I mean, I'm hesitant to say it's unfair, but mm. it does feel unfair. It feels like they they just... The, the difficulty spike isn't a test of your ability. It's just punishing. Yeah. And it doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the time, even within the context of, you know, of, of, of the, the race that you're playing. They'll just suddenly, as I said, just speed past you. If, you, if you're going to win, it's almost, on hard at least, it's almost entirely down to luck. Like, you have to be really good, but... You have to get lucky. You have to be fortunate in that all the other races will attack each other. Mm. They'll all smash into each other. Whoever's in first will constantly be be taken out by whoever's in second. And then whoever's in third will take out who's in second. And you get a chance to slip past. To win, everything has to go your way. Otherwise, they will beat you every time. Yeah. Every time. I found even on medium, I mean, I guess the the biggest problem I had last night playing was uh, I'd, I'd got a whole bunch of trophies and I was getting through the main kind of adventure mode. And then I thought... Well, I head back and start doing some uh, CTR token collectathon bits. So I did the very first one, Crash Cove, which is you know the 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 happy, easy, this is fun kind of track, right? Welcome to the game. This is fun. <laughs> um, it was pretty punishing. I found I, it mm-hmm. took me between ten and fifteen tries, and so the, the problem that I found was I had no issue getting ahead of. Uh, f- the five five of the other races mm-hmm. but then there was dingo dial was always in front for the entire race yeah uh Pura was sometimes in second or sometimes i was in second right the biggest problem was the t for that ctr collectathon uh bit is you have to hop up onto the crash cove shortcut as players of the game will will know what that is you then have to turn right to this sort of jetty that goes perpendicular to the track mm-hmm. right and as you're driving along that the T is on the very far right-hand edge of this jetty and right at the back so that you're actually over the water a little bit. So you have to grab it, and then because you're over on the far right-hand side of this jetty and the race is all going off to the left side, you then have to just sort of awkwardly turn around and drive back and then get back onto the track. Or think maybe, is it quicker for me to just dr- literally drive into the water and get brought back yeah. by my mask and then go from there? It's and a it- mandatory handicap of like up to 10 seconds exactly that's what i feel like it's like i can i'm not really struggling too much with the races on medium i feel like yeah it's a good challenge you know sometimes sometimes i I don't win and it's like well i know how i could do that better or i hit a couple of potions and i should have dodged them Mm -hmm. but and and so in terms of getting the trophies i'm fine with it the in-game trophies i'm talking about now um but the moment that you then have to deviate from your course to collect some letters I'm kind of worried at this point going forward, trying to get the rest, that it's just going to be a real pain in the backside. Um, Yeah. That's why I played it through on easy to begin with, just because, and I had a wonderful time. I really enjoyed it, you know, because I wasn't, like sometimes it's nice to have a challenge, but 
adventure mode traditionally didn't have a difficulty mode it was just this is the difficulty that it is and mm. it started off easy and it got harder as you went along yeah. and it felt natural and it was difficult but now that they've added in this is what it's like on medium this is what it's like on hard yeah. it just feels punishingly unfair and some lunatics will eventually get the uh, get the platinum and mm. they will finish that and i know that uh, rob from playstation access is is chronicling publicly on twitter his his process and he offered me a a couple of tips as well saying do the time trials but i'll talk to you about the time trials peter i saw him tweet on release oh day my saying God. this is the trophy i'm most i think he said the one i'm most worried about is uh oh actually no maybe he didn't say hard mode i think someone said to him oh this looks hard doesn't it and i think he said actually yeah. no the time trials are going to be the hardest thing yeah the time trials i mean i've managed to do two two of the races in adventure mode on hard and that took a, f a few goes mm. ruse tubes on hard because there's no real shortcut in there yeah it's just so difficult mm. and I, I i tried for hours and i i just the, the highest i finished was fourth like just right. behind uh third second and first and i just couldn't i i, just, I, I had to give up because i was getting really annoyed with yeah. it um the time trials they're they've added all the tracks now from the older game as mm. we mentioned in our quipscope video which you can go and see if you want to hear our, our initial thoughts and our initial thoughts haven't changed it's still no. a phenomenal game a really faithful recreation we'll get really good stuff. fun we will. yeah we will we promise but these are the things that have been annoying us um they've added all these new tracks i think there's like 30 maybe 30 tracks mm -hmm. in there now in order to get the first time trial trophy, you have to beat all of en Entropy's, yeah. Entropy's um, time trials. In order to unlock his time trials, you need to set a time trial record of your own first. Mm -hmm. So that's playing through each track once. And then you unlock his. And he's really good and really fast. Yeah. So then you've got to beat him, which is playing through them all again. So that's 60 races, 60 time trials. And assuming you don't get it all on the first try, yeah. that's even more attempts. And then after you beat his, you then unlock Nitrous Oxide's time trials. And then he takes every shortcut and drives incredibly fast. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that's that's 90 races and you, you've and got that's you doing it right. That's you doing time, it right first time. That's not going to happen. This isn't so much now a case of bashing your head against a brick wall and and hoping you eventually succeed. This is a marathon. Mm. Like there's this is going to take people a long time to do unless some sort of exploit or cheat is discovered yeah. or they patch or it. They nerf it. So it's so it's not so ridiculous because at the moment it's insane. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely insane. And as a huge fan of Crash Team Racing, I'd love to dedicate the time to it, but quite frankly, I just see it as so unnecessarily difficult mm -hmm. that it's just not worth my time because I know that even you mean if I make a platinum, you don't, well, yeah, if yeah. I start, I just know that I'll put, I'll invest like ten hours and I'll make a dent and then I'll think this is just overwhelming. Like there's yeah. just no point. In, in doing this which mm -hmm. is such a shame i feel i feel like that is the missed opportunity here is that they've made the difficulties too difficult which sounds ridiculous and sounds like i need to get good or whatever but like it just i think a lot of people agree that even many many know crash team racing is not an easy kart racer yeah. anyway it's quite it's quite an advanced one it's harder than mario wants. kart yeah um but like this is just taking it to a, a ludicrous level <laughs> i mean to me overall i'm i'm still feeling like I think I don't think there's a missed opportunity so much in that, like, a per, on a personal level, I don't get particularly excited by platinum trophies. You know, mm -hmm. I do them for the games that I really enjoy, just because you know, almost sometimes it's incidental. You know, I'm yeah. just playing it through that much, and I just happen to get a bunch of trophies. But um, you know, for me, I think the, there's still 
you know, a lot of fun to be had in adventure mode. Loads of fun to be had in multiplayer. You know, mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. finally bought a second controller, which I've not needed because my girlfriend just nice. didn't really like to play multiplayer with me. Yeah. Um, so I'll be playing a lot of that at home. Um, but also, I think there's it's got legs in terms of um, there's going to be a whole lot of extra unlockable races. Apparently, I don't mm-hmm. know when they're yeah. They've, up, there's they've done a. I must say they've done a pretty horrible job in game of advertising that because yeah. there's nothing that tells you any information about upcoming stuff no. or anything in there, which is, seems a bit weird. I'm sure I've seen online that there's like special like Grand Prix like seasonal mm. events coming up where you can unlock Spyro and Torna and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, you know that. You know, I think it's got legs, and I think it's got a lot of replayability. But yeah, in terms of going for platinum, I'm not interested, um, and I don't think I I would be able to. No, I, it, I mean I don't think I'm going to be able to either, unless something drastic changes or they release a kart racer for free. A, a kart racer, they release a racer that whose whose stats are like max on everything. Yeah, it's not going to make any difference. Like on hard, you pretty much have to. You have to race as someone with a full speed stat. Mm. You just have to. And even then, it doesn't make any difference. They'll still fly past you. Yeah. They'll still fly past you. But it's amazing. Like, I, I love it because the music's great. It looks phenomenal. It looks gorgeous. They, it's a really faithful recreation. We both said, you know, we jumped in and the muscle memory kicked in immediately. Yeah. You know, our big concerns going into it were that it wasn't, you know, if there was any subtle differences, you would know mm-hmm. because it's such a precise racer yeah you feel every you would know if yeah. it was wrong and it feels perfect um and i love I, I do like the unlocking stuff and the customizing of mm. carts yeah, i think that's too. a nice change yeah you can customize your boy or girl or, or thing depending on what creature. you race as creature robot um it's good it's really good and it's at a decent price point and yeah. unlike the the various remakes we've had before this is one that you can just sort of keep around because i platinumed all the spyro games and then i thought I mean, I might come back and play them again at some point, but this is an actual multiplayer game where people can come over and you can play it together, and it's really good. Like all the, it's great. All the set dressing, you know, all the little characters and enemies from previous Crash games running around on the side of the track, which you know never used to be in there. Some of them might have been, but most of them weren't. And uh, yeah, it's it's like I say, it's got longevity to it. It's going to be a lot of fun to play for months or years to come, Mm -hmm. and we would absolutely recommend it. I would yeah. anyway. No, definitely, a hundred percent. Like I, I am really enjoying it. I'm just, I'm just annoyed. Yeah, if you're it a just platinum trophy me. hunter, or even if you, do, well, I mean, you know, if not, if you just like want to play it on the hardest mode and get a sense of achievement, mm. don't buy it for that because I, I think hard mode is just. I'm not. I've not even tried it yet. I've not played a single hard. Yeah, race well, yet, best of luck. Well, we we might do that today because we're streaming today at the time of recording. Yeah. We're going to finish off until dawn, and we might also play a bit of Crash Team Racing mm. afterwards. And you should. Honestly, we will play hard on Ruse Tubes okay. and we'll just see how we'll just just as an experiment see, yeah. because it's it's a it's ridiculous. Okay. It's so dumb, but we love it. And also it's worth mentioning as well, clarification, Peter his copy is from Activision who provided it his is. code. Yes, thank you, I Activision. bought mine. Uh, Peter uh, Peter's was provided by by PR. So thank you very much yeah. Activision for sending that bit of clarification for you there, but let us know how you're finding it in the comments below. God, that was a big old talk. That was probably that was, a long that was my longest year boy ever. It probably was. Yeah, um, I think we just have enough time before the end of the show to get on to question two. Good. This is from Stephen Norrie. As Summer Games Done Quick is currently in full flow, are there yes. any games you think you'd be capable of speed running, or at least be willing to learn some sick strats for in order to try a run? Peter Austin, for people at home, what is SD? 
SGDQ. I always get the acronym messed up. SGDQ. Yes. Uh, SGDQ and also GDQ uh, yes. is an event that is uh, run by speedrunning communities worldwide. I think I think they gather in California or somewhere. I don't know, in a big convention center somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get like top tier uh, speedrunners coming together to yep. completely destroy video games, old and new, um, in... Oh, oh Richard oh, Fell. Oh, no. He's old there and new. Yeah. There we go. For those listening at home without the video, ignore that. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, it's all for charity. It's uh, usually done to... I think it's always for a cancer charity, actually. Right. Um, and they do SGDQ in the summer. They do just games done quick in the winter. And uh, it's one of my favorite video game times of the year. Since you since you mentioned it to me and introduced it to me, mm-hmm. I've really started to enjoy it as well. I never watch them live, but they always no, upload to YouTube afterwards. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole variety of games, you know, from from Dark Souls to eight bit titles, yeah. you know, the original Mario, all all coin all kinds of stuff. Yes, and uh, it's it's just fascinating because they usually have an audience behind them, mm. and they're in front of uh, of camera, and they'll they'll have a usually a couple of presenters, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of presenters behind them maybe, mm. and they'll be talking as they go through, explaining what they're doing. You know, it, I think the better ones tend to be the ones that are presented by sort of charismatic yeah uh sort of entertain entertainer types mm. who can actively describe what they're doing as they go and they know you know they've they've they're so good at what they do that they know that okay i'm going to be in this uh this lift now for five seconds so i've got five seconds to explain yeah or just turn around and wave to the crowd and just show off and uh it's yeah. just it's it's really interesting and fascinating to watch i really enjoy it love a good speed run yeah, me too. Really mm. enjoy just watching. It's uh, some really surprising stuff, like, especially for games that you know, like you say, Dark Souls, and mm-hmm. like the the one that opened the event this year was um, Spyro the Dragon One on on the Reignited trilogy. Oh, okay, so that's a game I know pretty well, and uh, you know that's been broken in all kinds of fas- fascinating ways. Um, there's all kinds of different categories as well, so they'll they'll choose a game, say, uh, you know, Crash Team Racing, the original on PS One, mm-hmm. and it might be like any percent or a hundred percent and so you know any percent might be just i have to get to the ending cutscene. and sometimes yeah. with certain games there's a way from like you know level three or whatever in like the hub to skip your way into the final level and trigger the final cutscene, and that counts as like an any percent run and it's, there's all kinds of interesting like different ways that they do these speed runs so mm-hmm. uh yeah it's a lot of fun we recommend that you watch Definitely. Donate if you can. It's for charity. Yes, do support a good cause yeah. if, if you can do that. Uh, Peter, do you think there are any games you know well enough that you think that if you were to dedicate some real time and do a Rocky training montage that you could like properly smash it up? Um, there are. Can I guess? Yeah. Would a Spyrop game be in there? Well, so this is the thing. Okay. The question is, is there a, you know, if someone put a gun to my head and said... Uh, I'm going to shoot Sorry, let you. Let me just. Oh no, I don't. I left it on my desk. Oh, the gun. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shoot you unless you do a reasonably good time in a in a speed run of a video game of your choice. Mm-hmm. You have a week to prepare. Go. Yeah. Then I would pick something like Spyro. But if it was for recreation, I would have absolutely no desire whatsoever to want to sit and play one of my favorite games over and over and over and over, yeah. learn how to break it and how to get to the end in a cheaty way. I play Spyro probably once a year, 
and I just play it legit, you know? Mm -hmm. And I actually do at this point know a couple of like little cheaty things you can do. Spyro 2 is so broken mm -hmm. on PS1, there's a double jump mechanic that's not supposed to be in there. But yeah, can, I think you showed me that. You can basically like sort of charge in the air and as long as you're not like pointing a direction, you can like jump upwards from a jump and it's like a whole, it's a whole crazy thing. Mm -hmm. And I do actually know how to do that, but unfortunately I'm disciplined enough not to just break my Spyro 2 runs now where when I'm just yeah. playing through for fun. But that is why I wouldn't want to do a game that I really love. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. There's probably some games that I know very well that I don't, you know, have such a, a strong love for that, you know, I'd be happy to break them. I tell mm. you, I think what what could be fun, probably very difficult to learn, but fun would be something like Dishonored. Okay, yeah. Those sorts of games where you can, there's so many ways to play and to combine powers. I bet there's some really fun, clever routes mm -hmm. in something like some that. Some really good skips. Yeah. You're just sort of warping into places you shouldn't be to bypass yeah. things. I watched a Sekiro speed run right that was broken pretty much immediately where he was able to jump through a cliff mm -hmm. and then he was in the void but it started a swimming animation and the video was was uh, uh i think he sped it up just to just for Cut demonstrative yeah. purposes for the upload to youtube but there were instructions on the screen it was just keep swimming this way for five minutes and he just he ended up swimming into a pool of water that was like a, a much later section of yeah. the game. He just swam through the void until it loaded him into an area that's way later on. He skipped a whole load of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's insane. It's really insane. I've watched so many Dark Souls 1 speedruns that yeah. I think uh, if I wanted to, I, I might be able to give it a go. Mm -hmm. Like I'm very familiar with a lot of the skips in that game. Um, if you include the DLC, there's, there's a, a combination of items you can use to just basically you get you get the lord vessel towards the end of the game once you've uh, completed uh, Anor Londo and mm. beaten Ornstein and Smau Smo Smog Smog Desolation of Smo Yes exactly Desolation of Smo and um, that allows you to warp between certain bonfires but also you place it in front of these big stone gates behind which is the final boss right. and in order to get through that those stone gates you then get access to I think I think it's four God I can't even remember four Big, big boy bosses mm -hmm. or girls um, that you then have to kill and bring the souls back to put into the Lord Vessel and then the doors open. Right. If you can combine, I think it's like the per you have to get the timing perfect, but if you, there's a single use item that you can only use in a certain area that warps you back to, to safety, as right. it were, in the DLC. And if you drop off a ledge, use it at the right time, the game gets totally confused because you're no longer in the area that will warp you back, but because you're in the air and I think you switch the the what's currently in your inventory slot to be used right. like at the last second and it uses it and the last known coordinates if you do it right are the lord vessel and it just spawns you on the other side of the door oh, okay. and you just get to go to the final boss immediately there's so many clever things there mm -hmm. and there's a lot of so many people have speed run that game as yeah. well that i think maybe maybe that one but i know that um a dog's life you know the ps2 <laughs> dog yeah. sim game yes. has uh, a really short any percent speed run mm -hmm. where you can get to the final i think it is actually a boss it's in like a, a factory you're on like a uh like an acme style production oh, no. line with like chopping bits and stuff um you can get to that final bit within like 10 minutes or something and there's only like two or three tricks to learn they're pretty difficult to pull off they're like pixel perfect you have to like fall between like seams of like geometry and stuff mm -hmm. but um 
I think almost anyone could probably learn how to speed run that game reasonably quickly because there's so yeah. little to learn. You just have to kind of get a little bit lucky with these like really finicky tricks. I suppose so. Yeah. What about Far Cry 4, any percent? When he tells you to sit down at the table. Oh, yeah. And if you just wait there, percent. the game ends. Well, that probably, <laughs> some of these categories, easy. they easy. rule certain things out. Like I know there's, I think there's an Uncharted uh, one this, this year at uh, SGDQ, which is um, no air rolling or something oh god it's part of the category <laughs> there's some kind of i guess like you can just roll into the air and just pass the whole the whole mm. world and so yeah oh, within wow. the communities for certain games speed runs they have like oh i play any percent oh i play 100 percent uh with air rolling i play no you know like that's all... why there's tons of leaderboards when you go yeah. on speedrun.net or whatever it is like mm -hmm. there's there's loads of different parameters and challenges that people set for yeah, themselves exactly. so yeah that's um Summer games done quick. Look it up; it's really good. Yeah. And uh, if you've ever done a speed run, let us know. Be interested to, yeah. to find out. Um, something weird is happening. It is. Do you feel that? Uh, no. What am I supposed to be? Hang on. Oh my god! Do you feel that? Oh, oh, oh that's weird. It's oh, it's weird news. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's weird news time, Peter. It is. It's time for weird news. Would you like a weird news? Yes, weird me. So this comes from Kotaku, 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 mm -hmm. uh, Kot oh, Kotakun. That's a that's an anime for you there. Oh, um, I don't think I like that. You sure? Yeah. A lot of people do. Mm. It's quite divisive though. Yeah, but just it sounded a bit. I don't know. Mario Royale. Yeah. Is now DMCA Royale. So there's <laughs> there's right. an unofficial uh, Mario web browser. Uh, Battle Royale game. Of course there which is. Which uh, is up to 75 players. Yeah. I've played it for, oh, rese for research purposes. Because okay. it's a web browser game and it's free. And Did I thought, you get not? to number one? Uh, hell no. <laughs> uh, it's the first stage of uh, Super Mario. Or just, I can't remember which one. I don't bloody care. One of them. One of those bloody games. You yeah. know, where you just run from left to right. You jump over the little mushroom people. But then you eat the good mushrooms and you get bigger. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, it's the first stage. But then... Every other player's sort of like slightly translucent. So there's just like 75 
Mario's all get oh, dropped in at the start of the level and then you, it's just a race to see if you can just survive and make it through mm-hmm. for a start um, and uh, and who gets to the end the first the first the, the first firstest is. yeah oh my so, god so you're not battling each other you're no, racing no it's not basically. combat yeah it's just the first stage of Mario first to the end wins and oh. it just drops 75 of you in there it's quite a fun little novel thing so as you might imagine, Nintendo are a litigious bunch, aren't they? They don't like it. They don't like it when you. Uh, I'm not. You do anything. You're not even. I don't think you're allowed to say Nintendo. Sure. Are you well, just on a podcast? Redacted. Yeah. Redacted. We... Ma- Mario Royale is now DMCA Royale. Uh... Last week, Kotaku. Oh my God, I'm having Hello? a real issue. Kotaku UK reported on the fun and extremely daft Mario Royale, an unofficial browser game that pitted 75 players against each other in run-throughs of levels from the original Super Mario Bros. There we go. Somewhat inevitably, redacted, legal department sprang into action and the game now has a new witty form as DMCA Royale, a reference to the USA's Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the threat of which would have been used to shut this down. It's what we get hit by on YouTube a lot. Yeah. DMCA, Mm -hmm. takedowns of videos and stuff. It's all a load of nonsense. The patch notes paint a rather amusing picture of how things went down. Version 2.0. 0.0 alpha june the 21st dmca patch f word it happened please bear with us while we fix this game over the next few days following this Mar- mario royale was shut down for a while uh, before the following patch note appeared with perhaps the greatest law note in gaming history version 2.0.1 June the 21st asset patch almost all missing assets have now been recreated by seal team 6 added law main character is named infringio 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 and his brother is copyright infringio you can now press the a button on the gamepad to launch the game it was annoying to do you are welcome so basically and they just replaced in all their the own it, it, yeah it's a <laughs> they've just completely reskinned the game um now so it <laughs> just so you no longer play as Mario Mario. No. Which, of course, is Mario's actual last Mario, name. Mario Mario. Is Mario is Mario. The Mario Brothers. Exactly. And Luigi Mario. Yeah. You now play as Infringio Infringio and Copyright Infringio. Copy, he should be called, like, cop, copy, Copyright Luigi. Copy, oh, that would have been good, Something wouldn't like it? That. And the entire thing now, you just it just looks... I mean, it plays exactly the same. Right. But they've just reskinned it, renamed it, and people are still playing it. Right. So if you want to, if you want to play it, you can just uh, Google search DM. MCA uh, Royale, <laughs> and you can play as uh, Infringio Infringio and uh, still speedrun the first level of Super Mario Bros. or World. I've already forgotten. Bros. 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 <laughs> but. But. But um, it doesn't look like Mario anymore. It's just a. It's just sort of like a an IT class reskin. Sort of like my first. No music. No music. The sound effects are different, everything. Yeah. It, I just thought that was fun. I thought it was a bit weird. It is a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty weird news there. Um, I like the idea that maybe it was because Kotaku covered it in the first place. Oh, that no. Nintendo became aware of its existence. <sighs> but that's the difficult thing. How is it? You want people to cover it, though, so so people actually find out about it and play it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I'm sure they were pleased. Like, people are still playing. At least, you know, they didn't just get completely shut down. Um, you know, I snuck um, a Game Boy emulator, yeah, and a ROM of Pokemon Blue onto my school, my secondary school's network, Ooh. like in the files, yeah. And I told several people how to access it, and and a lot of people started playing Pokemon at school. 
because it was just available on every computer now because yeah. I hid it on the network files. Not very well, I might add. Right. And then and then it got removed. Pokemon.iso. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Don't look in here. On the H Please, drive. IT, IT man. Yeah. Or woman. Um, I've got some weird news here. Have you? This is from comicbook.com. Oh. Would you believe? Oh. Not Kotaku. Okay. Kotaku. Kotaku. Um, NBA 2K19 apparently has unskippable ads before games. What? That's the headline. Apparently has unskippable ads before games. Okay. Um, so, apparently, it says. Apparently. I don't know if that means they've not corroborated this. Right, or if it's just a fun story to report on. I've not heard of comicbook.com. No, me neither. Um, this is written by Tyler Fisher. I'm don't lie to us, Tyler Fisher. Tyler, please. Um, so, apparently, NBA 2K19 has unskippable ads before games on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Mm. As you may know, 2K has been discounting, discounting the game a lot. They've not just been sort of getting, you know, Ugh. washing their hands of it. Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah. Um, recently, it was just $3, and it looks like to make up for some of that money lost, 2K has added unskippable ads before games. That's insane. Uh, these types of ads are, they've spelled ads A-D-D-S here, comicbook.com. Great. Um, these types of ads are somewhat common in free-to-play games, especially on mobile. However, in a big console title, especially one that still costs money, and that some paid more than $60 yeah, for... Yeah, they would have done a originally, launch... This doesn't happen very often. It's unclear what uh, when these type. It's unclear when these type of ads were added oh to the game. <laughs> but players over on the game's Reddit page aren't happy about it at all. Um, that said, this isn't the first time the game has done this. In fact, it was doing this months ago. This time, it's advertising Snowfall. But in the past, it has forced players to watch commercials for Converse and other products. And as you will know, beyond the occasional unskippable ad, the game is loaded with brand advert advertisements, mm. like many sports games. Though NBA 2K uh, takes it to another level. Yeah, that's... I mean, if true... They haven't done the greatest job of reporting on this no, totally they true really. story. Yeah. Then that is absolutely heinous. That's yeah. really horrible. It is. Uh, people paid a lot of money for that. I, I, I take umbrage with advertisements being in things that I actively pay for. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the WWE Network. I pay a monthly subscription to that service, and I still get served with ads really? during, uh, yeah, during like their... Their pay-per-views and stuff, they have sponsors, and sometimes they'll just put full ads in there. Oh, my God. And, and it's you like, pay a subscription fee? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. yeah. I think it's just it's sort fabulous. of pretty pretty Wild Westy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm not not a fan at all of, of paying for things and then having adverts in them as well. No, you I want one, one or the other. Um, so that's, that's pretty horrible. I don't mind adverts in games where it makes sense. It enriches the game world. Yeah. Sort of like... Crazy Taxi, mm -hmm. where they had like Pizza Hut and stuff. It's like, it just makes it feel like a real city and yeah, a real place. That's fine. okay. But if before every ride you had to watch a... That's a mobile game. Yeah. Is what they've done there. They've turned it into a mobile game. And I really hope this is not the next evolution. We've already seen the encroachment of microtransactions and loot boxes coming in from, uh, from you know, uh, mobile games yeah. and that kind of model because it's so lucrative. But it's already faced a huge backlash because people are actively paying money for these games rather than on mobile, which tend to be free. Mm -hmm. um, but now if you're paying for this game, it doesn't matter how much you paid for it. It's like Fallout 76. You know, if they went free to play 
uh, two months after it came out because nobody was playing it, the people who paid full price at launch would rightly be furious. Yeah, imagine paying $60 and then having to watch an ad every time you do a It's do awful. A hopefully, I mean, I say hopefully it's true. Hopefully it's not true. Well. Uh, hopefully comicbook.com are, are as good at, what are you looking at the, there? Well, there are a bunch of uh, tweets embedded in the article where people are saying, Oh, no. You know, Manny on Twitter, at Manny1974. Don't lie to us, Manny. Uh, says, NBA 2K, why did I get an unskippable ad in my game? I didn't pay for that. Uh, and, and and so on. Loads of people. Alan, Matt Dawson, legit put unskip- uh, NBA legit put unskippable ads in a game I paid $60 for. This is BS. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, Bernie Bro in all caps says, Hey, NBA 2K, stop shoving ads down my throat on loading screens. I paid you $60 for this crap game. Yeah. And I don't appreciate your money-grabbing tactics. Yeah, that's awful. You tell them, Bernie. Wow, geez. So it's not that I weird, hope... that news, but it's it's quite scandalous, really. That is pretty scandalous. I don't like it. No. I don't like it. That's awful. That yeah. best not be true. And, and it is weird because it shouldn't be allowed. Ben. Yeah? We've got a question here. Yes. It's from uh, a long-time question submitter mm-hmm. on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Patricia Biscuits. Patricia Biscuits. We yeah. have confirmed that that is exactly how you pronounce That Patricia is how surname. you say her name. Patricia Biscuits. It's real. Yeah. Uh, what is your Half-Life 3? Are there any games you're holding out hope that will be fin- finally be released, even though they have never been officially announced? No updates on development have happened for years, or they were said to be cancelled. Mm. Your Half-Life Three, Ben. It's Time Splitters Four. Yeah, it's Time Splitters Four. Like I've I've given up. Like I've I I I probably play Half-Life Three if it ever came out, but I'm not. I can't pretend that I care that much about it. Mm-hmm. Time Splitters Four, however, Time Splitters Two and Future Perfect were such a formative part of my. Uh, my sort of secondary school yeah. playing existence and going to friends' houses for like sleepovers and like all of us playing it and doing system link and stuff on mm-hmm. two TVs and like it was our Halo. Like we didn't have Xboxes, we didn't have PCs. It was our Halo, you know, playing arcade mode on on Ice Station and stuff. Yeah, amazing, amazing game. And then they announced the fourth one, and I was so excited because it was going to be for PS3. And in my product design GCSE. Mm-hmm. I actually brought in my copy of Resistance Fall of Man, uh, got my uh, got my product design teacher, my DT teacher, mm. to go, Mr. Rankin, yeah. to go into the, uh, the the teacher's staff room and photocopy the the sleeve for me. Right. So I had a layout of it. Um, and then I would, oh no, he, yeah, I think he photocopied it. And I, did he get me a JPEG of some kind? I think he did. Like he scanned it. Right. Maybe, maybe it wasn't a photocopy. But from that, I was able to mock up my own. My my project was a Time Splitters four box art, box art for PlayStation three. Yeah. Because I was so excited and so convinced that no, Free Radical can't die. Like they can't. No. They can't be bought out. What about that game that I love so much? I wanna I wanna play that game that I need. So for me, definitely, it's Time Splitters four. Yeah. I was thinking. I mean, I thought that's might be that might be what you were gonna say. So I mean, I. I also would love Time Splitters 4. And mm. we were really excited when THQ Nordic were saying, we've got uh, three games to announce around He's Destroy All Human and a SpongeBob game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, for Jesus. Please. Okay. For Jesus. For Jesus. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's definitely up there for me. I think other than that, there's probably just a couple of games where an ending has been left open. Uh, where I'm just so desperate to find out what was supposed to happen. And I know that I never will. So... 
Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. I've talked about those games a couple of times previously in, in videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. Super fun. I don't like the Baldur's Gate games, uh, the traditional ones, but Dark Alliance was a kind of break from that format. And it was a bit more... It was like a third-person RPG. Mm. It was top-down, but it didn't play... I mean, Baldur's Gate games play a little bit more like a, an RTS in a, in a way. Mm. Um, but uh, that was like a hack-and-slash third-person game. The second game just finished with, like, some henchman who'd been, like, a, a bad guy in the story. There was, like, a, a, a cut scene at the end where, like, he went and spoke to someone else who he'd secretly been working for and was like... I'll prepare your sail barge. We make we make way right now. And then that was it. And they never brought out another game. Uh, Worse yet, though, there's a, an obscure game that did really badly for no good reason. I feel really sorry for it. It was called Haven Call of the King on PS2. Okay. And it had all these different genres in it. Like, you would do a load of racing and driving boats and, like, puzzling and platforming and combat. It was really fun. And, uh... But the way it ends, they were planning on doing a trilogy, right? The way it ends, the villain chains the hero to a rock and then just says, ha-ha, you know, I win. All your effort was for nothing. He gets into his ship, flies away with, like, with the girl, and, and then it just ends. That's it. And that's the end of it. Oh, my God. And as the camera pans out, out of the planet into space... The, the hero is you can just hear in his head like people who throughout the story have been telling him like you're meddling in things you can't possibly understand and like Haven do you know what you're doing you'll amount to nothing and, oh and my god pans out and then that's the end of the game I just want to know how Haven maybe uh, he didn't maybe that's what happened there might be some fanfic out there Oh, it's too Perhaps. obscure though I don't think so oh I think you'll find it there'll be some sexy fanfic I promise you yeah it's uh, it's it's sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's sad when when things get set up and then, things, and then taken it? away from yeah. you. It's, <laughs> it's cruel and not fair. Yeah. Right. Do you hear that? What's that coming over the hill, Peter? It sounds big. It's huge. It's a great huge. big discussion. Bigly. Scarlet fire. Whenever you're ready, Stephen Foster went to Gloucester in a shower of rain. He stepped in a puddle right up to his middle, and he never went there. Back there, he never returned. But what he did say on his way back from Gloucester was when he was in his puddle. Yeah, he got his phone out, went onto Patreon.com, and submitted this question: Hi guys. With the recent-ish demise of the PS Vita, I was wondering what your thoughts were on the future of handheld gaming. Mm -hmm. Besides phone, that is. Do you expect Xbox or PlayStation might try one more venture? Or maybe Nintendo have already cracked it with the Switch. I'm hoping for something out of this world by Sony, personally. Out of this world. Thanks for all the superb uh, content, lads. All the best. Cheers. Steve, in brackets, gutter snipe. Gutter snipe. Gutter snipe. Great question, Stephen. Yeah. Peter, mm. what handheld consoles have have you owned over the years? Uh, when I was little. When I was... Little. Even smaller. Father Christmas. Took me into the city. Father Christmas took me into the city. To see him... Was it? A, I don't suppose there was a marching band there, was it? And when we were there, uh, he bought me a Game Boy Color. <gasps> I had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on it. Oh, wow. What uh, was the music like on Game Boy for that? Just not as... <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, I had um, Rainbow Six 
don't know which one it was. It was just a Rainbow Six game. Yeah. Um, I also my brother had a Game Boy Advance around the, around the same time, and he had a Spider Man game. Oh. It was super fun to play. Whoa. Um, and then from that point on, I have never owned a handheld console, and I didn't really play the Game Boy at the time either. I just I don't really get handheld gaming okay, okay 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 i mean i understand the appeal you, know, you can take it with you but i think like the only time i ever want to play video games is when i'm just sat in the comfort of my own home on a sofa yeah so i don't think i really need to like go out to the beach or to not know. a car journey car journey fan no i get a bit if i read or like look at a screen in the car i don't feel that that good so oh. uh, yeah so i can't play it i mean that's true actually i think i did used to think oh it'd be great i can play this in long car journeys and then i realized no it I makes me feel sick so uh maybe that's the main reason i just you know it might a be good, good time to use it really there's also some great portable games but like for mm. me the driving force was always probably leaning towards pokemon yeah and if you're not a huge pocket monster fan and that might also be an issue but i um, think it was like because i didn't have a Game Boy. I mean, I could have played it on my on my color, but uh, mm. because I wasn't playing my Game Boy that much, I therefore never got into Pokemon. It's not necessarily that like you tried it and didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's actually the reason I'm not a big Poke Boy mm. is because I you'd probably love it. It's like the most amazing nostalgic thing now to look back on. Yeah, if I'd played it originally, this, the, I'm sure the I original would. artwork and the cards and stuff. Oh, it's so cool. I yeah. love it. I had the cards. We all played with the cards. Right, but yeah. in terms of the games, I never yeah, I never really got into it. But, okay. Yeah. I played a lot of, of handheld games, mm-hmm. um, you know, d- car trips. And even even now, like when I went on holiday uh, uh, like last month, I took my I took my Game Boy Advance with uh, Pokemon Fire Red mm-hmm. in it, which was the remake of Red, um, and, and played that. But I've, I've owned, I had a Game Boy Color. I also got it from FC, the big FC. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, God, I, I had a Game Boy Advance le- much later on. I didn't mm-hmm. get it like around the time. I also got a Game Boy Advance SP way later on. I just right. bought it from a friend who was just selling it. I bought the PSP when that came out at launch, and then I bought a Vita as well. Oh, I also had a DS and a 3DS. Oh, okay. Uh, both of which I didn't get until a long time after launch as well. But I've I've had a lot of handhelds over the years, and I've I've always spent a good amount of time with all of them. The Vita is criminally underrated mm-hmm. handheld and was just left to die by Sony which is such a shame because yeah. it was so good it was such an amazing powerful little console mm-hmm. the future of handhelds peter yeah that's a that's a big that's a big discussion isn't it it's a big it's question. a huge discussion what do we have on the horizon we've got uh, we've got that playdate console yeah the one with is, the cronk on it i mean that is handheld in that it you hold it in your hand but it's it's not it's not, um, you know, big budget. Well, uh, we'll see what, how it goes. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll take the world by storm. It but could be moment, amazing. It feels like a bit of a, this will be fun and good mm, and yay. Mm. But it's it feels very indie is what, I, what I'm yeah. thinking. So I don't know if it's going to, you know, break the market mm-hmm. um, in a huge way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously you've got your, your smartphones and your, your iPads. And yeah, yeah, he t- said tablets, but... excluding iPhones, but I don't think we really can exclude them because they just get more and more comprehensive and they the games on them are, are increasingly impressive. And I, I don't play mobile games. I haven't for a long time just no. because it doesn't doesn't interest me. I don't like playing games on my phone. It kills the battery. It makes the phone warm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. But like the stuff that's on it now, you know, you can play old GTA games and you can play yeah. Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. It's all on there. Mm-hmm. They they know that there's a marketplace and an audience, so that it would 
it may not be for me, but I know that there's a there's clearly a lot of people who play this stuff on their phone. Maybe there's an element of that that's sort of uh, you know contributing to the demise of handhelds. Maybe you know obviously the Switch I think is still doing very well. They've done a really good job of designing a console. The fact that it doubles as a home console was probably the you know the the real masterstroke there. Yeah. Um, but in terms of you know it's been a while since Sony have really done some new handheld stuff mm -hmm. uh microsoft i don't really know if they've ever no they've never done, done a handheld yeah, X not xbox I've... there's never been an xbox handheld no there's not um and so maybe the reason that xbox and sony aren't really going for it anymore is because people are just playing on their phones people who are into yeah. that kind of thing that could be it i mean i, I you're seeing more and more nintendo properties on mobile as well not mm. fully blown Mario games, but I think there's like Mario Runners and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think it would be too crazy to think that there's some kind of port of the original Pokemon games eventually on there. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they'd make a fortune off that. I would have thought, but in terms of new, newer stuff, you know, they're talking about. Well, there's lots of rumors about a new Switch, like a smaller Switch, right, yeah, one that is, uh, you know, I think it was it was leaked because someone was doing, what's it called, um, accessories for it. Some Chinese company oh, was producing accessories, yeah. and they were sending an email around saying, for the new mini Switch. And it was like, uh, okay. Thanks. And I don't think the, the, the Joy-Cons come off it. I think that was something that it seemed to be from the design. I, I have no idea, really. There's nothing's confirmed. Right. Um, but that would be a more mobile-focused mm -hmm. one, you know, one that you could play everywhere. But we have some quotes, Peter. I did a little digging, which yeah. wasn't hard, because he's talking about we've got our friend Gutter Snipe here, Stephen. Gutter Snipe. Talking about the three, the three big boys or girls. Mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft. This quote comes from The Mirror. Uh, from February of last year. Must be true. Must be true. Phil Spencer said in an interview when asked about whether there would ever be a handheld console from Xbox that they were always looking at every opportunity to expand the brand, but years ago their stance was that handheld gaming was on the way out and mobiles and tablets had taken over. Well, there you go. I didn't read page two, but that's basically what I suspected. Uh, exactly. <laughs> what did... Uh, we've also got Blimp Tendo here. What did they say, peeps? Uh, according to Mashable... Um, We've we've got oh thanks thanks you've left me with the Japanese name Shintaro project. Furukawa Shintaro Furukawa explained that the 3DS has certain advantages over the Switch such as ease of purchase and the like and that Nintendo is quote considering various possibilities for a successor and that was from July of last year as well I think they will still the Switch is amazing but as a as it doubles as a home console i know the price is only going to go down mm -hmm. and obviously it's way more powerful than the 3ds ever was but i wouldn't be surprised if the switch mini is marketed either more as exclusively as a handheld yeah or if they do i mean the ds name has so much cachet yeah people know it people know what it's about casual consumers know what the ds is I would be amazed if they didn't do another DS. They obviously can't call it the 4DS, or they, or the, or they could maybe because the 3DS aspect it. talked about it being, you know, it was referring to the 3D capabilities, and then they did the 2DS as well, which didn't have 3D, so they called it 2DS. But I think, bearing in mind they called it the Wii U, one of their home consoles, the Wii U. I think just slapping a four at the beginning wouldn't confuse anyone. I well, think it would just indicate that this is the next one. Maybe that could be the features that maybe they could do four-dimensional gaming. Oh my god! You know, Nintendo like when you go to a 4D cinema and it 
it like sprays like yeah water you have to refill you. the water cartridge in, inside the 4ds and it, like smell it puts out there's like an, an option of like 12 different scents that the cinema oh, screen can God. like spray out it blows air up your legs you know if i have to buy vape juice for my 4ds i'm gonna be really mad yeah but i don't want that responsibility some people won't be ben some people will be like yeah this, this is, is amazing future. nintendo have done it again yeah god's Excellent. sake we've got a quote from playstation here as well yeah this is from Eurogamer. this is from september of last year yeah currently we do not have any plans regarding a new handheld device sony interactive entertainment senior vice president hiroyuki oda said well done Thank you. In Japan, we will manufacture PlayStation Vita until 2019. From there, shipping will end. And Sony did officially cease production on the Vita in March of this year, which is such a shame. It is. Do you know what? Also, this is the closest, or recently was the closest I've ever got to being like, maybe I should get a Vita, actually. You think? Just, well, because of the back catalogue of like... Get a, get a PlayStation PS1 TV. Games. Yeah. Don't, don't... But if you're not going to play it too portably anyway no get the significantly cheaper playstation tv yeah which is the playstation vita everything it's it's just a playstation vita, vita condensed vita. into a tiny little box with an hdmi port and it plays all the cartridges mm. it the ui is exactly the same yeah you can use a dualshock 4 controller on it, a ps4 controller or a ps3 controller mm -hmm. on it it's so cheap they don't produce those anymore either, but you can get them pre-owned for like 40 quid. Yeah. It's, that's that's how I would consume it personally. I'm tempted. Yeah. There's a lot of amazing games on there. You can either download that. all the PS1 classics well, as well. That's the only reason I get it though is for the PS1 classics. The, the alternative is that I buy a PS1 mini and just like hack it like people. Yeah, I've been very tempted. It's about the same price as a PlayStation TV it. now. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty tempting. Of course, we wouldn't we wouldn't officially endorse that. No, of course no, not. No, that hacking, would be but ridiculous. Like, but if you want to know more about the the PlayStation Classic and where it went wrong, we did an episode. Uh, not about how to hack it. No. Plug in a USB stick. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, we we did a podcast about it a little while ago, and the, the the title's fairly obvious, and you you should be able to find it if you're interested. Mm -hmm. I would love a new handheld from PlayStation as well. I think they have they let the PSP go to die. I also owned a PSP Go, which was their PSP that didn't have uh, didn't play physical media it was digital only PSP go was the one where you you run around to the local PSP Pokestops yes. in your in your town and you get the gyms and all yeah. that sort of stuff exactly you get the James the the jimmies and all yeah. that kind of stuff um the PSP go i i felt it was great got a lot of uh, i think unfair flack uh for not taking physical media mm -hmm. but as a as a little device it sort of like slid up like you know the the middle ground between flip phones and smartphones yeah it it slid up to reveal the buttons it was so tiny and so portable and so perfect for those ps1 classics mm -hmm. and again these are the same ps1 classics that once you've bought them you could download them on the regular psp yeah you could download them on the playstation 3 PS3. you could download them on the on on the vita as well but not ps4 but not ps4 for some reason i don't know why because they, they want to resell them to you I, well i would i would buy, well, but you can't buy them for ps4 a lot of them no you can't no not, you, you, you can't just can't they're not reselling them you just can't buy them no but that's what i mean like the reason they haven't done it is is either because they're probably going to just resell them to you in some other way at well, some when? point. Well, when? Do or, it. Or remake them, I'll buy as they're them. doing with Medieval. Well, they're remaking them, aren't they? Yeah, yeah like, I, I imagine... I don't understand what the legality is, to be honest, because the Spyro Reignited trilogy ex exists now, yet you can still buy the original Spyro trilogy PS1 yeah, classic versions true, if you've got a PS3 or a, or a Vita. Maybe there's something to do with, like, originally, you know, Sony signed something and said... That right, lets them do that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. 
yeah, I, I would love that. I don't think Xbox will ever get into the game just because it's not really what they're about. They're, no. They've always been about a home entertainment system. They, they've always pushed that as their primary thing. Yeah, uh, I think if you're going to get another handheld soon that's that's anything like the the play date, it's going to be from Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. So we'll see. But you can let us know what you think in the comments below or tweet us and all that kind of stuff. Peter, if they wanted to tweet us or find us elsewhere, how could they do that? At Team Triple Jump. That's on our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel, our Twitter and Facebook, where you can tweet and Facebook us. Only, but you can only Facebook us if you're 55 or over. Yes, no, um, mandatory. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we have a Patreon did as you give, well. Did you give the URL? Well, I said they're, they're all Team Triple Jump. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine. It's all the, the URLs you know, forward slash Team Triple Jump. Mm -hmm. gets a bit more complicated later on. Just sit tight for that. Bear with us. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump is uh, where you can find us on Patreon and get all kinds of rewards. One of which is a special room in our Discord. Now, listen carefully. Our Discord is not discord.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. No. It's bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. There we go. Okay, the website... Uh, where that's the other way you can support us financially in our store mm. is tripleju.mp and this is the real hard one. If you're yeah. watching on the video version of this podcast and want to access the audio version, mm -hmm. play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. Yes. There's no team in there. There's no team in there. We didn't get to set the URL. It was done for There's us. There's no I in which team. Is a, which is a shame. No. But there is an I in triple jump. Mm. Uh, so if you if you want to find that, you know, other places as well, it's all in the links of the video, in the links of every video, actually, mm. at, the, at the bottom, it in is. the description, all the way at the bottom, all, all of our links to the very or, various audio versions of, of our podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can do at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter 20 and on Twitter at that Peter Austin as well and at confused underscore Dude, we do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, Monday and Tuesday being on Twitch, Thursday being on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Worst Games is fortnightly. It's this weekend. It's oh, happening. Yeah. It would have gone out yesterday oh, at the boy. time of release uh, if you're a patron or Sunday if you're everybody else. And finally, the podcast is out every Saturday. Please leave us an iTunes review. Or, or or a review on on your or platform of review or, 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 or a review on your platform of choice, please. Thank you. It helps something about algorithms. We might uh, do another Patreon chat soon. We need to do one. We do, yeah. Actually, uh, so next week, if you're a patron, <laughs> keep an eye out for that. We'll, we'll do uh, we'll take questions from you on Discord and, and have a lovely conversation and stuff. And if you want to join in on that, Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Thank you so much for listening. Just a quick final shout out to our sponsor, Coco's Park. Mm. It's the place where you go it turns the milk when you die. Oh. Um, and it, you can visit any time of the year. They've got, um, they've got a family pass, but also it's available in supermarkets now. I'm still not entirely sure if it's a location or a cereal. Theme park. Um, but there is, they go real fast you there. You might lose you, both of your legs. Mm -hmm. There's TNT everywhere. Um, there's there's these little nitro boxes that explode in these green clouds, yeah. and Merlin it sounds like glass. Coco, that we're not going to do that here. No, that is litigious. Yeah, and we don't. That we're we're joking. This is parody. It is parody. Merlin Entertainment. This is parody. Yeah, we're we're, we're messing. We're joking. It's not. Anyway, thank you to Coco's Park for for sponsoring this week's episode. Yeah. Peter, thank you for coming along. Thanks and, for having and me. Doing this thing. Mm. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Thank you to all our patrons for asking questions, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 